All right, welcome back to Agency Journey. This is your host, Gray McKenzie from Zen Pilot. This week, I've got the pleasure of bringing on a couple good friends from the Lean Labs crew. We got Kevin Barber and Chris Dubois from Lean Labs. Guys, welcome to the podcast. I'm excited to have you here and and do a three way podcast. It's been a little while since we've done a three way. Yeah, it should be fun. I'm excited. Yeah. Um. So um, I wanted to bring you on for a couple different reasons. One, the Lean Labs story is awesome, Kevin. We've um, we've chatted on the podcast um, before, but. Uh, you guys have made, I mean, there's a whole bunch of just kind of evolution of Lean Labs that's come up, but also one of the topics that I feel like I'm talking to agency owners uh, more and more about in the last probably year and a half, I feel like COVID made people reevaluate a lot of things is I don't necessarily want to exit the business, but I want to hand off some of the day-to-day responsibilities. And so some of the evolution, Chris, of your role at Lean Labs as well. Um, Kevin, why don't I toss it to you first though? Can you give us kind of the what is Lean Labs today and kind of an overview of uh, your role versus Chris's role? How do, how do we get to where we are? Yeah, sure. So uh, for anybody not, listen, uh, not, not aware, so I started Lean Labs in 2013. Uh, as the founder, uh, and then uh, and and as a founder, typically you would take that CEO role. Um, but I, um, you know, I also recognize we could talk about this maybe a little bit later in terms of what is what is even the goal of a business. But but for us in our phase now, you know, nine years in, next year we turn ten. Um, you know, we're at a phase where um, the CEO role is not appropriate for me. And I went out seeking out who who would be appropriate for that role, right? So Chris has been on the team since for for several years, and the uh, the deal is is that you know his leadership background and skills and ability to be patient and cool in all situations, which I lack, um, is uh, is enables uh, him to be s- simply a superior team leader than me, right? And then also, I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed working the team when we were seven or eight or maybe nine, but now that we've crossed the 20 mark, um, that, that feels like that takes me off of my core skill set. So, you know, it's really, a, I think, the job to always have all the players in the right position. Chris is CEO, right player, right position. Me, not a CEO, and I, I am formally the head of growth. Uh, and that puts me in doing the stuff that I really enjoy. So, so that's the deal. Yeah. What was, Chris, I'm going to come to you about what the role looks like in a minute, but Kevin, did you look externally before deciding to promote Chris? Um, well, so I am always going to make the very best choice available to me, right? Uh, the uh, and But it, it was relatively clear to me probably a year. I mean, Chris has known this was a path for a while, um, but it was relatively clear to me probably two years ago that, that that's where we would be going. So, um, so yeah, but yeah, I considered the entire planet. Right. So like in terms of, uh, and I'll always do that for every role. So. Right. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Chris, Kevin, you said you knew that this could be, could be a path or part of a path. Like, is this something you'd wanted for a while? What does it look like today in the day to day for you to, to move from what you were doing into this role? Maybe just talk about that transition. Yeah. Well, first I just found out that Kevin, looked at the entire population of the world and chose me. So that's a, that's a win. All planet earth. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we, we had talked about, so like before setting up to be CEO as head of operations here, and I did that for two and a half fish years. Um, so like Kevin and I have already been kind of doing a lot of this 
um, that we're still going to be doing. And you hear a lot of people use the uh, EOS system as a visionary integrator combo, um, although I don't think Kevin's a fan of being called a visionary. Um, he still is. Um, I prefer looking at it like the revenue generator profit optimizer. And in that sense, we've been doing that for, for years, right? Kevin finds ways to sell things and all these cool programs, and we're building out these other brands. Then I'm looking at the team. How do we make this more effective, more efficient, so that, you know, bottom line's looking really good. And so as I move into the CEO role, it's doing a lot of that still. Uh, maybe looking a little further out, also focusing more on assembling the team now, right? Like who do we who do we need on board in order to make all these these things happen? Um, and then as Kevin starts working the like building get growth as a brand um, and filling that role as head of growth, I can keep helping to make all these things happen here. So, Kevin is. Has your time investment, like average weekly hours worked, changed at all? Hmm. That's interesting. So uh, I'm a, um, I'm a, he- I'm a hard worker. Um, so, uh, so the, the deal is, is that, uh, probably not a lot yet, but I know that I have a little bit more, I'm working on becoming the person that knows I have more freedom to step away and not everything has to be addressed for the team every single uh, minute of the day and and that freedom is already showing up a little bit and part of it is me just giving myself permission right so like for example one thing we did this year is I took off from the end of June until mid-August I opened my laptop once what did I open it for to make a presentation I wanted to make you know so uh so th- that was pretty awesome I didn't use my phone quite a bit because I, I I enjoy working checking with the team doing stuff like that you know so uh, I would say that, though, I'm probably unlikely to slow down in a substantial way for several years. I, I enjoy this sport. What that, that resonates with me a lot. What were some of the tangible things that got handed over in, Chris, in your role changing from leading operations to now taking over the CEO role? Yeah. So I think a lot of the tasks... We almost were slowly uh, kind of handing some of these things over just because we knew at, at some point this would be the case, right, where I would step up, give them a move to head of growth. And so, um, but now managing, you know, all the team reviews, all of the, I'm, I'm looking in the books a lot more, revenue numbers, making sure everything's looking good. Um, I'm doing a lot more with clients across the board rather than just the ones that I'm kind of directly responsible for and assisting with um, and helping the team have, everything they need to be successful there. So I'm also building those those relationships, working client expectations, stuff like that. Um, yeah. Do you have a routine around like having to check in with every client once every six months or once every three months? Is there anything in, uh, not necessarily in stone, but like even common practice versus just, hey, it'd be good to touch base with this person? Yeah, so we're checking in. So obviously the team, if they get any red flags, stuff like that, right, they can tip us off and we we jump in we assist as uh, as necessary um we're checking in for like probably quarterly which is a client check-in every so often um also join with their sales teams just to make sure that we have total alignment for you know between marketing and sales on uh everything going on and uh yeah i'll join some like campaign strategies stuff like that just to listen in yeah uh but one of the one of the important things this probably will resonate with 
agency owners too, is you don't want to necessarily attach yourself, the owner, as what they're paying for. You want it to be the outcomes that your team is able to deliver. And so we have had that before where clients just want to talk to Kevin. They think they're paying for like Kevin. Um, and so trying to avoid that with me where, no, you're getting the growth team at Lean Labs and we're able to provide everything you need and we'll pull in everyone that we need in order to make that happen. Um, and so leaning on that, yeah, we, we jump in whenever we need to and the client knows that anyone on the team can help resolve their problems. And... Yeah. Well, you just had a ton of cool stuff going on at Lean Labs, which I want to get to in a second, but I think one of the last questions that I had, um, you have both mentioned, hey, this is coming for a while. What have you... What was, it, what was that timeline first? And the second part of that question, um, and Kevin, maybe I'll throw this to you, is, um, you know, what would you do differently? Or how would, if you're talking to another agency owner, he's like, hey, I'm, I'm still passionate about the agency. I'm not trying to exit this thing or switch careers or do whatever else. But I don't, like, this is not my zone of genius to handle all the, all the CEO responsibilities. What should they think about or do differently based on your experience? Right. So, so let me zoom out real quick into like my view of what, why do you even have an agency? Like in, in you, the listener might have an agency for a different reason than I do, but I look at having a business as a vehicle to ultimately achieve, you know, uh, significant wealth and independence. Like that is my goal. Right. So as a result of that, if you think about, you know, uh, Robert Kiyosaki's, uh, cash flow quadrant, right. So like, uh, when you own a biz or agency that you run and you're the CEO of, you own a job. You are self-employed. Does it make sense? You're not a business owner. You're not a business owner until that agency, you can go away from it for six months, nine months, come back, and it's bigger, right? The decisions were made. People were hired. Clients acquired, <laughs> you know, uh, results achieved without you, right? And at that point, you deem business owner, and uh, and then from there, like like my ultimate intention is to make it down into investor to where I have multiple businesses that, you know, uh, at a young age, I was in network marketing, truth be told. Uh, but someone said that, uh, hey, your 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 job to be wealthy is to create an income producing asset. And you take the income from that and you put it into another income producing asset. And then you take the income from that and put it into another income producing asset. If you do that enough times, your asset can be wherever you want. Um, and I was like, that sounds good. I'll, I'll do that. So for us, you know, Lean Labs pays for the party. It is what drives client results. It drives our revenue and enables us to invest. We uh, launched Sprocket Rocket several years ago. It's, you know, it's a seven-figure thing uh you know and and it's a design system for hubspot and you know that is that is our second income producing asset uh our third income producing asset is get growth which is our accelerator um and that's for working with brands that uh go through go through workshops with us and so we're branching from one to one into one to many uh our fourth one not much talked about but it's it's brand new we just did a joint venture with impact um, so like the, uh, the deal is, is that we're creating, we're creating the businesses that have their gener revenue generating income producing assets that I personally do not have to be a part of every piece of it. I do not want to own all those jobs. Um, and, and then at the end, there will be ultimately a CEO of all of them, right? Like that's, that's the mission. And then I love creating 
systems and growth, maybe stronger on the ideas than the actual complete system, <laughs> more of a starter than the finisher on that. Um, but I love the concept of creating the the strategy and the workshop in the first part of the campaign. And then I love other people to finish it, you know, uh, and that and that puts me in a spot where I enjoy work. So that that's also important, too. Yeah, makes sense. Chris, Kevin, as our um, as our so-called visionary, did not answer my question about how long it, it happened, but I think the context was really helpful. So I'm going to go to you to finish the finish the answer since you're the closer here. Yes. How 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 long was that coming, and is there anything you would change in kind of handover process? So, man, probably about a year, maybe. I don't, I don't even know. Yeah, roughly a year. We'll go with that. Um, as far as changing, like with process between Kevin and I, I mean, I'm just so like I I got started working with Lean Labs, uh, coming off active duty in the army. I had you know did seven years infantry officer. Despite popular belief, running around with a rifle, blowing stuff up, jumping out of airplanes is not, doesn't correlate very much with marketing um, off the cuff. But um, so I already had to like double down and learn everything I could. Uh, so I mean, I like this is a very small portion of the books I've read and courses I've taken and everything just to catch up on marketing. And so as soon as we started talking about me stepping up to the CEO role, it was like, all right, what do I need to do to be successful in this handoff? And so it was what is Kevin doing on a day-to-day basis that I can start pulling over and start learning what other, what books can I read? What, you know, what courses can I take there? And, uh, so I think it was pretty easy to do the handoff. Um, I think we had did it probably a bit earlier than we had initially planned because we just felt it was, uh, we were there. Right. It's kind of like when you have like, uh, imagine you have, you're single, you have kids and you're dating someone and, you know, after a long while, you announce to the kids that you're going to go ahead and get married. And they're like, yeah, OK, I kind of saw that coming. And um, and like that's kind of what it was like. Or like we had our meeting with the team while we we're inbound to formally announce, you know, Chris, the CEO. And they're all like, yeah, we pretty much saw that playing out, although I don't believe it was ever mentioned. You know, yeah. and uh, so we've been working towards that. How did you guys first get connected? So. My first, uh, the classic marketer meets infantry officer story. Yeah, it's not not surprising. So my degree is in English, and the first time I was considering leaving the uh, the military, I wanted to find a remote job so I could spend more time at home, and applied to Lean Labs as a uh, content copywriter, and was hired. I worked with Lean Labs for a bit, but as a an officer in the army, you don't get to choose when you leave; you got to request leaving, and they denied it. For multiple years in a row. So I had to call Kevin and be like, hey, I can't do the two job things, uh, you know, until this happens. But then come 2019, when they finally said, all right, we'll let you go this time. Um, I uh, called Kevin, get a letter of uh, recommendation. He's like, well, actually, we, maybe we can uh, make something work here. And so. Uh, it's awesome. Yeah. And then for me, like that's that was an easy, easy decision. Um you know, one, obviously he can do the job. He's undersells his ability to do marketing, right? But he was already doing the job just like in terms of running the role. But I knew he had leadership expertise that greatly exceeded that. So coming on in Lean Labs, he became the integrator, right? I have no issue with the word integrator. I think that's a good word. Just don't call me a visionary. I like I like head of growth. That's the title I like. But, uh, but back to Chris, like, you know... I would love nothing more than to build a team of veterans that love to take accountability, own their work, 
uh, and do great things. And like, I would love nothing more than that. Um, so, so that was an easy decision to bring Chris on, recognize his skills and set him up to go and do things that frankly, he's going to massively outperform me in. Sure. Let's talk about the portfolio a little bit. Cause I think your point is super well taken. Um, Regardless of how we stumbled into running agencies or service-based businesses or whatever, whether you came into it with the idea that I'm trying to build these cash-producing assets and I'm trying to create independence and create wealth or not, at some point, hopefully most people are waking up to, if we're going to do all this work, like hopefully there's a great a great payout um, from it that's coming as well. Um, so the portfolio is really interesting. I don't know about the joint venture with impact. So as much as you want to share on that, I'd love to hear, but let's just take them one at a time. Um, on the lean lab side right now, and I was going through some of the funnel last night, um, and looking at some of the materials right now, uh, just to kind of put the lean lab service bucket who lean labs is for, in a in a box so that everyone's familiar. Let's, let's start there and let's go to the sprocket rocket and talk about it. Sure. So. The Lean Labs uh, dot is pretty small. It's the center of the bullseye. So we're looking for funded startups and tech scale-ups. Like, that is it. So it's very specific. Uh, one of the challenges of Lean Labs is that we get a lot of leads that don't meet that criteria. Heck, we do a lot of meetings that don't meet that criteria. Um, so part of the part of the get growth part is that, you know, because we have that lead flow, last year we sent... Um, you know, we have five partners in growth that are other agencies with other disciplines in, you know, with, with similar strengths and processes. Uh, and we set about 800,000 in revenue to those, to those partners. So like, so recognizing that we have lead flow that like excess lead flow, uh, is, is part of, part of the motivation of setting up get growth. And when we, we send clients through workshops and set them up with the appropriate partner, that's not us. Um, so that's one system that we've set up and then, uh, also, we've been doing designs on HubSpot since 2015 is when we went exclusively HubSpot for CMS. So doing Sprocket Rocket only made sense to build our own design system when it really was for us. And they were like, we could productize this. Um, Gary Vaynerchuk came to an inbound years ago and he said, if you're not working on a strategy that puts your business out of business, don't worry, somebody else is. I was like, what would what would just really you know, really change the game in building bespoke websites on HubSpot, like a killer design system that would change the game. So like, so we went and built it. What is the Sprocket Rocket business model today? Is it up from pricing per site cost or per site pricing, monthly pricing? Right. What's the, what's the, yeah. So, um, up until, up until just recently, it's been simply you buy a license and it's forever access. Right. But, uh, we spent, gosh, I think the entire summer, uh, doing weekly office hours and AMAs where people could come in uh, and explain to us what they're dealing with and what they're looking for. So we're actually, you know, <laughs> we're actually going to be rolling out a, a SaaS model here and we're going to run that for, uh, we have a 75 day test we're going to be running um, to see how that plays. Uh, we did a we did a prior SaaS test, just a really small one, and all of them are still doing it. So uh, 100% retention with no system whatsoever. <laughs> so small, small, uh, you know, fits on, you can count them on your two hands uh, sample size. Uh, but uh, but the deal is, is that right now it's by a license. You have access forever. We have kind of small, medium, large. 
and then in terms of the tier of product and then we're we, we've launched a really successful agency program um we were really we thought agencies would be a pain uh they're the best uh they're kicking butt and it's now more than 50 percent of sprocket rocket that's cool uh, how much are you willing to talk about this um, collab with Impact? I don't. I don't. Th I mean, we don't want it to be a secret. Um, part of the agency journey, if you go long enough and meet enough people and build enough friends, I mean, I've had merger and acquisition conversations at least a half a dozen times uh, with really great people, but for whatever reason, I don't see a co-owner thing. Uh, I guess it's just autonomy, right? Um, and uh, but but the idea of you know, um, Impact and Lean Labs um, coming together and, and making something together is really exciting. So we did that. We've launched Impact Labs. <laughs> um, and Impact Labs is we're going to be, we have the systems and tools through Sprocket Rocket and team members to create uh, websites. And, and Impact is pushing in their direction, uh, incredibly strong in coaching and mentorship to coming into teams and, and helping them do inbound well. Um, and then, and then for, they have a lot of lead flow, just like we did that doesn't, doesn't tap that dot. So, so for all the website work, um, you know, we're set up at impact labs and a system for, for doing that, which is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. That's awesome. That makes a ton of sense. Um, especially with the, you know, the deal volume that they're throwing off, um, plus what you guys have and the system to go to. Yeah. And I've liked Bob ever since the moment that I met him other than his age, that annoys me a little. Every other part of every other quality he has is fantastic. So for some reason, Chris is aged. I don't have to bring it to him all the time, but it also still offends me. So, so there we go. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. What, I mean, we're, as we're recording this, we're, you know, almost halfway through Q4 here in 22. Um, get are looking at a 23, what is Chris? I'll throw it to you first for the Lean Lab side. Um, like big priorities, big pushes on that side. And Kevin, I'd love to hear with the portfolio. What are we pushing on? Kind of next. Yeah, specifically on Lean Labs, um, pushing through, continuing to systemize everything that we're doing. We we have been able to get some great results. And we want to make sure that we are codifying the path that we took to get those results. So now that we, we have this. Um, and then when we look at, we're tapping into some of Kevin's side here, some of the other brands that we're, we're building, like we can leverage everything Lean Labs is doing in order to support those. Um, yeah, doing that, we're, we work with 10 brands at a time. And so just being able to spend the year working with 10 brands and crushing it and hopefully people keep sitting on our wait list, ready to, uh, jump on as soon as we got an open slot. Yeah. How do you? I'm assuming you fill those 10 spots on a rolling basis. Well, I mean, we're kind of bringing them in on a considered like a, a B team um, basis. So so our B team is 9K, 12K per month, frankly. Uh, and then when you move into our 10X program that starts at 18K a month, uh, that's the one way limit to 10. And, uh, and the deal is, is that um, we have to be seeing profitable customer acquisition happening before we can move into the 10X program. You don't scale something that's not making money. Right. Um, and so that's that's basically the way that's structured. Um, and yeah, the like while we're building these other brands, like I'm still I'm I'm head of growth, not just not just whatever. So I'm 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 at what a 
one of our most important clients this morning, um, I'm still going to jump in and, and make sure things are going well. It's not my client though, right? And uh, and the deal is, is that we learn so many lessons that we can apply to other clients in our own businesses that that will never shut down. But we may get to the point where just the criteria to be a Lean Labs client becomes very, very tight, sure. right? And now that we have five partnerships with Get Growth, frankly, we can send that lead flow to 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 others or well, one of them does SaaS and tech right so so that will just continue to uh go that way yep yeah that makes sense chris what um uh, kevin i will come back to you for the rest of the portfolio kind of hey here's our big goals here's the stuff I'm, I'm excited to push on but chris what are the like it's, it's been super cool from my perspective to see a lot of the you know, even the systems prior to you, know, you guys have made the move you're running on click up um but even prior to that, some of the structure that was in place and obviously like thought play design, you guys were on Liquid Planner, if I'm remembering right, yep. uh, back in the day, um, you know, and ha- have a lot of that built out. But what are some of the transferable skills or kind of most important skills in pulling that out that I would assume a lot of that stuff and natural bent towards organization comes from your background. And there's probably some selection bias there in terms of how you became an infantry officer in your your service, but what are the what are the big skills that you feel like you've been able to take and apply really quickly in a short time frame to the agency space? So, as an infantry officer, they kind of like beat this into you in your first like officer basic course, is that you you are a an expert in synchronizing assets in time and space, right? You got to make sure that when you are calling someone to drop some bombs, there's not people walk, walking in right there, and you're like timing everything. And doing it so you keep moving so that you're constantly on the offensive seeking that initiative. Um, not that we need to turn this into like a, a war chat. Get everybody trained. But it up. sounds cool. Yeah. It sounds cool. And like that's what I want Lean Labs doing. It's just a metaphor. Not real bomb. Right. More like like marketing campaigns. Bam. Bam. Yeah. <laughs> um, but so being able to look at everything going on at once and say how do, how do all these pieces fit in on a actual like on a plan, like on a timeline. Um, in the various directions that they have to go, right? Cross platforms, everything else. How do we bring those together in a way that we're actually achieving that that end goal? Staying on the offensive, continually moving forward, being able to adjust as we need to um, hit that. So that's one area. The other, the other piece is getting the feedback. Just being able to receive feedback from clients, from the team, from the market, and then not be like sit back and get offended by that. Right? My last. Last job in the army, I was working with drill sergeants every day, and so there's very little chance that someone's going to say something that offends me at this point. Um, but being able to like take that in, you know, action it, figure out what do we need to do to grow so that this doesn't, this isn't an issue again, or you know, what is working that we can now double down on, and then putting it into play fast. Um, that speed to action, right? And just being able to to get something and not sit on it for a month. Which like yeah we we still have some issues with that where we some things might sit there for a bit and we're working on on those but like the faster we can take action on everything the the faster we can learn and so I'd say those are those are probably the best skills for cross functioning here yeah makes sense Kevin uh, the rest of the portfolio here into twenty three is there one that's got your main attention or what are the big goals for the for the other suite right so. Uh, Basically, the what I've been working on for the last eleven months, I can draw on a single sheet of paper. It's a little bit, a little bit depressing, but I'm pretty excited about it. It's finally coming together. Um, 
But what, what we've basically realized is that when we struggle with clients, we're bringing them in um, and and there are still some foundational components that that they don't exist. They, they're, they're concepts, but they don't exist, right? It can't link to them. Uh, we're not tangibly using them. So, so some of the, I, I don't want to go super long, but the idea is, is the whole idea behind Get Growth is to have the, the workshops that literally create our ideal client, right? So the, there are six steps that, that if someone has those built in, it makes them, frankly, ready for what we're good at at Lean Labs. And I'm, I'm building the Get Growth workshops in order to, whether they work with us or not, there's no prerequisite whatsoever, no intention. Uh, we're, we're only going to get more picky on who we take on. But I'm going to solve for those six dots so that brands have, have the things they need to go to, to any agency but do so successfully. Uh, and, and that's really fun. Uh, I get to do that as well as uh, continue I, now instead of having to jump in and get in the middle of every conversation, I just get to throw these little penalty markers. I got a yellow one. I got a red one. I got to throw them on the field. The team, I, I, I probably throw as many or more uh, on the field now, like, oh, here's how we could do this better. Here's how we could do this better. And I have an entire operations team, CEO, that gets to take care of it. It's pretty fun. Uh, so so while not building that program, still paying attention uh, to, to what's happening at Lean Labs, showing ideas of how we can position what we do, how we do it, or just how we talk about it. Right. That makes sense. All right, I've got two, two last questions I want to wrap up with here. Um, pace of change, pace of innovation, this is something a, a ton of agencies struggle with, um, especially as they're growing internally for us at Zen Pilot. You know, there's a lot of stuff that we do where we should be the guinea pig. Hey, we should pilot this out first before we're going to teach other agencies to go do it. And so we put our team through a lot of a lot of changes. Um, how do you deal with that? Because I think all three of us are wired the same way. Like we're all optimized. We all want to, like, that's great that we're 97%, but what really irks me is, like, there's 3% still to get to, and we all want to get to that to that 100% mark. Um, as, especially as the team has grown, how do you keep the team... Um, like employed, like keep them on 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 pace with you as you guys are pushing things and optimizing things quickly. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you. So first, we just spent what, a year plus work figuring out Core Web Vitals using our our own website as a guinea pig. We did a complete revamp of the website, new design, everything, and stripped everything that could potentially hurt our Core Web Vital scores out, just so that we can learn if. It has any impact so we can start doing it for our clients. Um, and the team has kept up for the most part, like just being like, what else can we remove from here? How can we, you know, how can we change this design so that it actually looks good, even though we can't have certain animations and, you know, things like that. Um, but we're constantly challenging on that front. We have a professional development program here as well, where we want the team, we pay the team every quarter to go read books, take courses, but then to take that information and actually Put it into an application exercise. How would what items would you take from this book? How would you apply them here at Lean Labs? What can we do to test whether it works? And then we learn a bunch of things really fast. And we have, you know, we're up to twenty three team members now. And so when everyone on the team is starting to do these things, like it, it is easy for everyone to keep up because we're learning all this stuff really fast. And I think it's a benefit here that everyone wants to win. So it it's a risk, right? So. When you make changes, you you do it does. Uh, people are 
people come and work as entrepreneurs in a company because they want some stability, they want some security. And, you know, the pace of change of Kevin Barber creates instability, right? Doesn't so much destroy security, but it creates instability. And uh, so we need to be careful. I have a little note on my wall about uh, how people view change. I view change as necessary and immediate. And like the moment I speak it, it's already happened in my mind. Uh, and that is not, that's not how others receive it. So, so I think tuning into that, Stefan on my team had to show me that. He's like, hey, when you make this change and you make this change and you make this change, I know that those are set for you, but you just kind of broke the team. And, um, and uh, so, so like, I think that that's something that you do have to pace the rollout and, and time it and they need the story and then they need reminded. Um, Chris, Chris always has a, he has a great line about there's two ways to learn something. You want to, you want to throw those out? Yeah, you can learn anything quick with blunt force trauma or repetition. And so, I'm, so in Iraq, we're changing why we're changing, and then uh, and then and we'll keep going. Um, the, the the moment the market is innovating faster than you are, you're dead. So so we are looking to make a lot of changes and uh, and, and continue leveling up. Uh, and that that's that's the purpose. You know, innovation is is fifty percent of what a company does. Right, right. That's awesome. I think the um, one of the common pieces of pushback I hear in the day to day is things are changing fast. We want to be innovative. How about possibly be system driven at the same time? And it's easy, I think, from my side of things to be like, that's the only way you can be innovative. Like, how, how are you going to be innovative if you're not system driven? How's any of that going to get rolled out clearly to people? But it can it can either feel like yeah. an obstacle or hurdle, or feel like no this is the this is the way through it yeah i think having that core team that that sticks is absolutely critical to be either systems driven and or and or innovative like if you can't if you can't maintain that team to where you can be have all of the context understand what and why change to make that happen faster then it gets really difficult so part of it is is being able to hire great people, keep great people. They need to see their vision and your company, uh, so that otherwise, at some point, they have to leave because they couldn't see their path. Um, you know, in the case of Chris and CEO, like, like I think I would I would challenge like, who's going to be on your leadership team? We we reformed our leadership team this year. Um, you know, who's going to be on that? Do they know? Do they know their criteria, their stick of what they're looking for? Uh, what is the plan two years, three years out? It's our job to, to cast that vision, not just for the company, but for the members of the team. And so they can see themselves in it. Uh, you see it all the time. I mean, if you, if you hire high performers and ambitious people who, you know, on paper is like, that's all who we want to hire. Like you will naturally lose them. You'll have to lose them if you can't grow fast enough to, to create opportunity to keep them. So there's some like, just like innovation is key. You're dying if you're not innovating. If you're not growing, growth is not optional, um, which is what, what your whole business exists for. So uh, this is the second question I had, which is much easier, other than Lean Labs, lean-labs.com. Oh, no, we went back. We bought the we bought the original, so it's leanlabs.com also. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. Did you really? Yeah. I said, man, that is, that is annoying. Oof. Wait. Oh, but it, it's redirects. I thought it's uh, that's awesome. Good for good for you. I feel like I've had a, a handful of conversations with people recently about buying domains and 
Oh man, well, let's not talk about how much money I've spent on domains. Oh, let's leave that for a different podcast. <laughs> right, you could drive a really nice car for what was happening in domains. Where else? Where else should we point? I think Sprocket Rocket for agencies is like if you haven't seen Sprocket Rocket, um, checking that out makes a huge amount of sense. Which is if I'm just pulling this up, I think it's a yeah, it's Taco. I and I continue to make the owner of the dot com an offer every single year. I have a calendar alert every single year. I'm like, I'll just lease it from you if you redirect it because if you go to it, it's nothing. Um, I'm right. I mean, Carolyn, if you're listening, I'm still ready. <laughs> so there you go. That's awesome. Anywhere else that we should point people though who want to follow? Um, what we're really starting to do, we're just a little, just a little, just a tiny bit late, but we're breaking out with uh with on our socials with our LinkedIn, Chris's LinkedIn, my LinkedIn, uh, after, you know, being in marketing for 20 years, I'm now publishing every day. So I would say, you know, connect with Chris and I, uh, we love having conversations with other agency owners. We're in multiple masterminds. Uh, I'm now running an agency mastermind. It's, it's pretty fun. So, uh, we would love to hear from you guys. Jeff, that's awesome. Cool. Well guys, this has been awesome. I appreciate you making time to jump on, share the story, dig into the, some of the behind the scenes. Uh, good stuff. I get to learn, and always appreciate talking with you guys. So thanks for thanks for joining us. On. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, Greg. Appreciate you.